welcome back to another episode of the Dallas Birth Guide Podcast. I'm your host, Reese McGregor. I'm very excited for this week's guest. We have another birth story. This is Brianne, and she is sharing her story of her twins. So this is the first birth story that we have on the podcast of a twin birth, and she had a boy and a girl, Henry and Thea, and I am just so excited for you guys to hear this story because it is incredible from start to finish. Um, it's amazing. So welcome, Brianne. Hi. Thank you so much, Yuki. Yeah, so we had actually shared your birth story um, a while ago, and we had just we hadn't had the podcast yet, and so you had written it up for us, um, and it's on the blog. So if anybody wants to go read it, they absolutely can. Um, and I, when we started the podcast back up, I was just like, I maybe she'll want to share her story again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do love talking about it just because you know it was honestly one of the top five best days of my life so <laughs> yeah yeah it's really amazing like I like I said you I told you before we hit record I read back through it again before to kind of like refresh my memory on what had happened and it's just it's really amazing um so before we dive right in you actually have you have three kids all together now right I do I do okay so you have an older son I believe and then you have your twins um and so were the pregnancies different for for either of them, because you had one, a single birth, and then you had a twin, a twin, a set of twins. So how were the yeah. pregnancies different in both of those? Well, you know, my first pregnancy, a singleton, was, I mean, it was just amazing. I loved every single minute of being pregnant. It was one of those situations where I just glowed. I felt like I glowed. I felt gorgeous, mm-hmm. and it was just, it was just such a beautiful, beautiful experience, and there was nothing about it that I disliked. Oh, <laughs> um, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah, it was it was amazing. It was a textbook pregnancy. It was perfect. And then fast forward to the twin pregnancy, and while I still loved being pregnant, being pregnant with twins is so much harder on your body. Mm-hmm. Uh, this just the physical toll of carrying two little ones, and you know just how much more energy it takes to create two lives, and how much more yeah. you have to eat, and just the weight you're lugging around. It was. I tried really hard to love every moment of that pregnancy, but I'm not going to lie. There were some moments where it was really, really hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's you're right. Like the, You're draining your body so much for two babies now, and that is just such a task in itself just to kind of like, like maintain a normal day. It was. And, of course, at that time, you know, I'm, I'm pregnant with the twins, and I'm trying to keep up with my son, who at the time was like he wasn't even two yet. So oh. it was – it was exhausting. I'm just trying to, you know, be as good of a mom as I could for my toddler, but also trying to emotionally and mentally prepare for twins. And it was a very uh, overwhelming time at times. It could be, you know, just all of it could just be a little much. I would have to ground myself yeah. and, and meditate to really kind of pull myself back together because it would just kind of hit you out of the blue like, oh, my goodness, there's two of them. <laughs> We've got two more yeah. coming. <laughs> Right. And I love that you said that you would have to, like, meditate to kind of, like, get your mind together because that's something you bring up a lot in the written version of your birth story is that you meditated on how you wanted that birth to go. Um, And so I love, like, was that something that you incorporated all throughout both pregnancies um, or is this something that was new coming into the second pregnancy? Uh, It was definitely something I incorporated into both. I've always kind of been a little bit more holistic. I'm very much of an advocate of being positive, having a positive mindset, 
And, you know, just kind of like what you think you become and what you put out in the universe for yourself is what you'll find. And I just felt like if I would just be positive and, and, you know, like I said, do some meditation and just really visualize the way I wanted things to go, it would go that way. So it was definitely something that I've been doing for a long time now, years now, just meditating, trying to calm myself, ground myself, put, you know, visualize what I want my, you know, where I want my life path to go, where I wanted, in this case, my pregnancies to go and how I wanted them to come to fruition. So I definitely think meditating was something that um, was beneficial for both my pregnancies. Oh, that's awesome. I, I'm always loving any kind of like mindful practice in pregnancy and birth because it's, it's, yeah, it's like a very like physical event that you're doing, but it's also such like an emotional like mindset kind of thing that you have to go through as well. Like what's your breaking point and how far can you go? And it's all like a, like a mind game that you have to do. Exactly. You know, with my first pregnancy, it was, it was changing our lives and the fact that it was our first baby. And of course yeah. with the twin pregnancy, our lives were changing because there were going to be two of them. So right. it was definitely necessary to really keep me in a good place and to keep me, just like I said, in that positive mind frame and in that grounded mind frame that just let me feel like I could take on the world. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And I love that you you had that to kind of fall back on because as we will get further into your, your second birth story, um, you definitely needed it kind of at the end there. Um, yeah. But right before we go into that birth story, so with the twins, you had a birth center birth at the Great Grand Birthing Center. What was your first birth like was that a a birth center as well yes actually same birth center same midwife and even in the same room that I had the twins in oh my yeah my experience with Kim and the grapevine birthing center was just so incredibly amazing the first time around and you know it was we had a water birth with my firstborn and I just loved everything about it I felt respected and empowered and supported and I just knew without a doubt that was the route we were going to go the second time around. And I'm just so yeah. grateful that Kim was more than willing to uh, to take care of us through our twin pregnancy. Um, yeah. And it just all worked out so great. But I, I tell you, I, I wouldn't birth anywhere else aside from the Grapevine Birthing Center. It is really beautiful. Um, when I was pregnant with my with my daughter, I went on a tour there, and it was just it's gorgeous. Like it's it the is. vibe that the rooms give off is just so calm and like it's it's amazing. It is. It's so peaceful, and I think that's what I loved about it. Is just it was just peaceful, and it just inspired confidence that this was just you know it, it was so much different than a hospital, which <laughs> I, I don't do hospitals very well. So this was something yeah. that was just right up my alley. That's awesome. Okay, so getting into like the the birth story now. So start us off. Like, what was what was the day that you went into labor like? Okay, well, um, you know, we touched on meditation earlier, and all yeah. throughout my twin pregnancy, I did. I absolutely meditated on how I wanted this day to go and and what I wanted to transpire. And some of the the crucial things for me is I wanted to wake up refreshed from a good night's sleep. I wanted it to be on the weekend so my husband would be home and so my parents and his parents could um, could come witness the birth. And um, I'm, sorry, I'm trying to remember now. There, But I also just – I kind of wanted it to be a shorter labor. I didn't want it to be a, you know, long, drawn-out affair. But those were just yeah. a few key things that I meditated on and visualized. So right off the bat, I wake up from a good night's rest on a Sunday morning and um, – 
I was at 38 weeks, 38 weeks and four days, which our goal had been 37 weeks. That's what I needed to reach to be able to birth in the birth center. So I was Mm -hmm. really happy we were past that mark. And I knew the closer we could get to 40 weeks, the better. But at the same time, at 38 and a half weeks, I was so ready. I was just, yeah, I was ready to meet our babies. It's July in Texas. I was hot and miserable. And I was just so ready to, you know, I was, at that point, I was just over the pregnancy. I was just so uncomfortable. I was looking at my stomach thinking, how in the world will I stretch another inch? (laughs) Like, I feel like I'm already so huge. But, um, so yeah, so 38 weeks and four days and a Sunday morning at nine o'clock in the morning, I'm well rested and I start, um, I feel a bit of leakage and it's, it's not so much that I immediately think, oh, my water just broke, but kind of more along the lines of, did I just pee myself? Like, I, I wasn't really sure, but you know, I, um, about 10 to 15 minutes goes by and it just kind of slowly keeps coming. So I become convinced that yes, my water has definitely broken. And I'm texting my midwife, Kim, and I'm texting my mom and the doula and the photographer, and we're all getting so excited. You know, today's probably the day. We're going to have some babies. Mm -hmm. Um, But at that point, I still wasn't having any contractions. It was like 9 o'clock in the morning. My water is breaking, but there's no contractions. But, you know, I'm convinced that it's going to happen soon. So, you know, I started a movie for my son, and I'm telling my husband, yeah, go ahead and make me some breakfast. I'm going to – I'm going to listen to my uh, meditation tapes. My, it was kind of guided breathing and guided visualization. So I'm listening to it, and I'm bouncing on my birth ball. And, you know, about 9.15, I feel one small contraction. And I thought, okay, well, that's something. And then it was just like the floodgates opened. From that point on, <laughs> I was having consistent, steady contractions. I think they were about a minute and a half apart and 45 seconds each, mm. which – you would think being a seasoned mom who'd been through labor before that that kind of pattern would be a red flag for me that, uh, you know, the labor, you know, labor is definitely starting and it's starting quick, but right. I was kind of in denial at how, you know, at how steady these contractions were. So, you know, my husband brings me my breakfast, but, you know, really at that point I'm kind of like, you know, I'm not really hungry anymore. I'm just going to go jump in the shower. And so, uh, I, so I did, I got in the shower and I turned on the hot water and I just, remember like already at that point I just went into my zone like you know that that zone you go into and you just really need to focus and breathe oh yeah and so I I don't even really remember having contractions while I was in the shower I was just completely um just meditating I was just picturing what the day had in store and I was picturing my body opening and I was picturing our babies descending down and I was just reminding myself to breathe deep and you know this probably went on for about 30 minutes or so where I was just completely zoned out and I was surrendering my body to the whole process of labor um and so you know it was just one of those things that after about 30 minutes I was like you know I should I should probably get out of the shower and and check in with my midwife because I I at this point she didn't even know my contractions had started all she knew was my water had broke and so um so I got out of the shower, and as soon as I get out, it's kind of like, you know, my little bubble, my bubble burst. And all of a sudden, my contractions, I'm really aware of them, and I'm aware of how fast they're coming. And I'm having um, minute-long contractions every minute. And I'm like, okay, wow. this is this is new. Like, this is happening really fast. So Yeah. So, you know, and then I started feeling, like, this pressure, like, really low, and I kind of started feeling like I needed to get to the bathroom. 
And, uh, you know, moms who've been here before, they, they know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so I go to sit on the toilet, and yet I can't, you know, like sitting is so uncomfortable. So I immediately stand back up. But then I feel like I need to go, so I'm trying to, like, I'm, like, hovering. I'm doing this weird hover squat thing above the toilet, and I'm, like, trying to decide, do I sit, do I stand, what do I need to do right now? Yeah. And it, it, it was about this time that I started realizing that I was much, much further into my labor than I was giving myself credit for. Mm. And so I called out to my husband. You know, he's in the kitchen. He's, he's actually even – he was starting a roast at the time because he was like me. We expected to be laboring at home for at least a few hours. Right. So I call out to my husband, and I'm just like, you know, I'm like, I really think maybe we should look at going to the birth center. And um, I'm trying to explain to him, like, what I'm feeling, but I'm not so good with the words at that point in time because I was, I was still very internal about – the the labor at this point it was just mm-hmm. I I knew what was happening I could feel my body what what was happening but I wasn't able to really verbalize how quickly it was progressing and so um <laughs> so at this point you know I'm like okay all right yeah let's let's get all of her dressed let's head to the birth center and uh, my husband he's kind of just taking it back a bit he's like are you sure and then I started snapping at him. You know, I, I was very loving about it, of course. I'm like, now, now, now. We need to get to the birth center, like, right now. <laughs> because at this point, I do. I know that we are really close to having our baby. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, you know, he starts moving to get us out the door. And I'm walking the living room and, and, like, just breathing through my contractions. And I remember very specifically there was a point where the contractions just completely stopped. And I remember thinking, I mean, just very clearly, this is the calm before the storm. And I was so calm, and I was so in tune with my body. I just I just knew. You know, I had just reached the transition phase. I was probably completely dilated, and that my next contraction would probably be one that was telling me to push. Mm. And and so we're 20 minutes away from the birth center at this point. Um and, you know, I get – I'm walking out to the truck, and I'm climbing up into the truck, and that's when the contraction hits me. And it is. It's a pushy one. <laughs> I'm thinking, yeah. okay. So in a very primal move, I, like, throw my head back, and I'm, like, growling into the sky. And all I can think is we have to get to the birth center. If we do not leave right now, I'm going to have this baby in the truck. <laughs> and yeah. so I, I, at this point, I'm finally able to convince my husband that we need to get a move on it. And so he, he jumps in the truck, and we're leaving, and I called my midwife, or I think I texted her, actually. I sent a text, and all it said is, I got to push, because I wasn't able to, again, I wasn't able to really spend much energy uh, trying to communicate with those around me at this point. I was still very mm-hmm. internal. And so um, it's one of those things that, so Kim calls, you know, as as we're, like, careening out of the neighborhood, Kim calls, and my husband, he, you know, he's, he's stopping at the red lights, and he's kind of going the speed limit, <laughs> and and my midwife is like, okay, William, you need to put the flashers on, and you need to step on it, and so he does. Finally, I think he gets that it's, it's time, like, and um, I literally cannot sit still at this point. I mean, I'm mm. on my knees facing the back of the truck. My toddler's strapped in the back, and he's kind of freaking out. He has no idea what's going on, and it just – it all felt so chaotic. It was just like all of a sudden we went from this calm, cool, collected moment in the shower to flying down the highway at 70 miles an hour. Wow. And, uh, you know, my my midwife, Kim, she told me, she's like, go ahead and take your panties off. And 
I, at this point, that was just laughable because I could barely take my panties off while standing in my bedroom, much less while flying down the highway. Kneeling <laughs> so, in the seat. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I was like, uh, that, that won't be happening, but, you know, we'll worry about it later. And um, at this point, I'm just fighting my body. My body's just wanting to push, and I'm mm. having to fight it and hold it back. And honestly, that was probably the worst part of my labor with, uh, with Henry, our twin A, because it, that was actually just painful, trying to not push when everything yeah. in my body wanted to push. So uh, anyway, we made the 20-minute drive in about 10 minutes. Wow. And, you know, as, as we're pulling into the, the parking lot of the birth center, I saw Kim. She's standing outside waiting for us, bless her heart. And I just I just relaxed. I just completely let my body relax. I felt this huge weight and relief that we had made it to the birth center. So she rushes over to the truck and she's trying to help me out of the truck. And as soon as I stood up to get down, I just I felt our baby descend. And mm. I was just like, Okay, he's he's here. <laughs> and um so I have one foot on the running board and one foot on the floorboard. And um, I, I tell Kim, I said, he's he's coming. And she's like, okay, let's try to get upstairs. And I'm like, no, no, he's coming right now. I am crowning. Like, I could feel the ring of fire. Oh, my <laughs> and God. And so it just all, like, went crazy at that point. And I didn't even push. It's just, like, because I'd held back the pushes so long, that it's that a fetal ejection response. I mean, he oh, was yeah. just coming. And I was telling my husband, who was standing right there behind me, and Kim, I'm like, no, he's coming right now. Catch him. Like, catch him real quick. <laughs> and so my husband's trying to get my panties off, and he's trying to untangle our baby because, you know, he's just suddenly here in the parking wow. lot of the birth center. And it was just, it was so chaotic and crazy and fast, but it was also just such an overwhelming relief. It just, yeah. it honestly didn't feel like that much effort. And here he was in our arms. And I mean, I think it was like an hour and a half after my first contraction. <laughs> wow. That is, he was ready to go and just come and meet you. Um, I, I love, love, love what you said about it was like the worst part of it was like fighting against your body to get to go not have him like your body's going to have your body's going to have the baby whether you want it to or not and it's just about like are you going to work with it or fight against it and fighting against it takes usually makes it so much worse but in your case like you have you kind of have to because you're trying to get somewhere (laughs) exactly you know had we just stayed home had i known how fast it would have gone maybe i would have planned a home birth but you know hey hindsight (laughs) yeah yeah So, but anyway, so, and and that's, and that is crazy enough for a birth story, right? But I mean, but but then mind you, I'm still pregnant. I still have a baby in my belly and there's a whole nother baby that we've got to birth. (laughs) So, you know, and at that moment we're standing at the the truck and I'm just, I'm on my oxytocin high. Like I'm Mm -hmm. just calm and collected and my poor husband, he has, he's panicking you know, he's, I think it just really didn't hit him how close we were until, like, the baby was coming out of me. <laughs> and so right. he was just, he was just shaking, and I felt so bad because I'm just so calm and collected. Like, we have a baby. Look, here's our baby. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Kim cuts the cord, and we're like, okay, let's let's get up to the birth center or get up into the birth suite because at this point we, nobody really knows what to expect. You know, is, is twin B going to come right now? Is she going to come an hour from now? So we had no idea. But anyway, so we get up there, and I'm just I'm just kind of mellow. I'm just so happy, and I'm holding our baby. And, 
You know, it's one of those things that my mood's light. I'm not feeling contractions. It's kind of like everything just reset. And so I started nursing our baby uh, in hopes that nursing would kind of spur some contractions, which it did. And luckily my mom arrived right about then, and she kind of – she could hold, you know, our Henry for us. And so she kind of got to bond with him a little bit. And I was laboring in the tub and, and, you know, having these contractions that were just still kind of light and still very indicative of early labor. And I thought, okay, well, this isn't progressing as quickly as I thought it would. And one of the midwives there on our team, she had um, she had done many twin births before. Mm-hmm. And we had asked her, what's the longest you've ever seen a mom go between between their twin babies being born? And she's like, oh, about 13 hours. <laughs> Oh, I remember wow. saying, oh, don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. Right. I don't want to be here for, for 13 more hours. <laughs> but anyway, so we're just – It's just another labor. It is. It really was. But, you know, I'm rolling in the tub. I'm very hopeful. I'm just I, – again, I go back to that, that meditative phase. And, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in the birth tub, and I'm just – you know, I'm talking to Thea. I'm like, Thea, it's time to come see us. It's come to me, you know, and I'm just willing. I'm, t- I'm willing her, Thea, come on down, come on down. And I'm just picturing my body opening and opening. And, and um, you know, kind of rolled around the birth tub a little bit more. And then Kim's like, you know, maybe we should get out and walk and do a chiropractic adjustment. And, you know, mm-hmm. she started listing off some things we could try to kind of spur it. And it wasn't until that moment that I realized that it had already been an hour since Henry had been born. And it just flew by so fast. Yeah. I thought, okay, yeah. And so, you know, we start trying these different things. I start walking, and tr- contractions are coming and going, and I get adjusted by the uh, by Tara with Suzo Chiropractic, and, you know, she was amazing throughout my whole pregnancy. But she was able to adjust me. And then, you know, I think I got back in the birth tub at one point, and we realized that wasn't really helping. Um, so one of the recommendations Kim had was to sit on the toilet, you know, backwards, face the tank, and just – dim the lights and just let me meditate and and see where it all went mm-hmm. so we so we did that I had my doula my doula with uh, the witty womb Kelly she was amazing she was doing hip squeezes and she was rolling balls on my back and you know she was just really in there taking care of me and we had dimmed the lights in the bathroom and I'm sitting on the toilet and Kim had put these birthing stools up under my feet so I'm in this really good squat and I am. I'm just. I'm just picturing her coming. I'm thinking, okay, Thea, any time now. And you know, I could feel myself progressing into that more serious stage of labor. Mm-hmm. And I do remember very specifically as I was starting to hit transition again. I do remember thinking, okay, this is so unfair. I have already done this once today. <laughs> kind of getting caught up in the intensity of it all because I thought, right. oh my goodness, we're doing all this again. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, in between all that, you know, I'm holding Henry as I can and nursing him as I can because I'm still very much, you know, in love with this new baby and I'm I'm aching to hold him. But I also know I, I've got to focus on getting his sister here. Right. You know, and my toddler, he's up. My dad's watching him at the birth center. So he kind of comes in and out of the room a few times to say hi. And so, you know, it's this very family-centered birth that we're having, and I absolutely loved it. But um, so anyway, I tell Kim at one point, after I had been, um, I guess it had probably been about two and a half hours since Henry was born, and I just told her, I said, Kim, if you need to break my water, break my water. You know, whatever at this point, whatever it's going to take to get to you here, let's just look at doing it. And she said, okay, well, let's move to the bed. 
she wanted me back on the bed on my hands and knees just to kind of see if that position would maybe help. And I really wanted to get back in the birth tub because at that point I was really starting to feel the intensity of the contractions, and I wanted the the soothingness of the water. But she's like, yeah, I don't think that's our best bet right now. And so I trusted her. I trusted Kim, you know, completely. So if she wanted me on the bed, on the bed it was. Anyway, so when I'm, I'm working through these contractions, I've, you know, at this point my mother-in-law has uh, arrived, and I'm holding her hand in one of mine, and I'm holding my mother's hand in the other. And I'm on my hands and knees, and I'm rocking back and forth through each contraction. And I feel my husband and Kelly working my hips together. They're, they're working together to release some of the back pressure I'm feeling. Yeah. And I start hearing talk. I start hearing Kim and another midwife, you know, quietly talking behind me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't catch what was being said, but I somewhat caught a bit of urgency. And it was at that point that Kim told me, uh, we're going to break your water on the next contraction, and when we do, you need to get her out. Mm-hmm. And Kim is so calm, and she's so professional. But even with that calm and professional demeanor, I could tell that she was serious, that I, I needed to focus and we needed to get Thea out. And I didn't know until later, but Thea's heart rate had dropped. So mm-hmm. I, I thought, okay, Kim, you want me to get her out? Let's get her out. And so yeah. the next contraction came, and Kim popped my water, and it just felt like such relief. It was like, oh, all that pressure was suddenly gone, and she did. Right. She just practically flew out. And so we're all excited and cheering, and Kim said, Brianna, I'm going to hand her to you from between your legs. And I said, great. Mm-hmm. And I reached down to grab her. Yes, I'm still in all fours. And so I'm reaching down to grab her, and I'm sitting back. And um, <laughs> this is it's still really uh, a little bit hard for me to talk about, so bear with me. Yeah. Um, but she was unresponsive. Uh, she was purple and blue and extremely limp. Um, I'm not exactly sure the technical name for it, but she just she uh, she needed some help. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, I I called out for Kim. You know, I'm rubbing her. I'm talking to her. Thea, hi, how are you? You know, you're here. And there's no response. So I I call out for my midwife. And uh, bless her heart, she just jumps on the bed. And she immediately mm-hmm. grabs Thea, and she starts breathing in her mouth. And the whole time, she is just calm and collected and professional. And I just – I remember clinging to that, that calmness, that professionalism like a life vest. I just remember her really keeping me calm. And um, she's – you know, and at this point, all the midwives are involved. They're grabbing the oxygen tank. They're grabbing the face mask. They've got Thea stretched out in front of me. And they're trying to get her to breathe, and she's not responding. And um, a few minutes goes by, and Kim eventually looks up, and she says, we need to look at calling 911. And at this point, I was just barely holding it together. And I just wanted to hold my baby, and I just wanted to see her breathe, and I wanted to hear her cry. So I reached for her, and I'm holding her. I'm, I'm holding her arm. And I was just like, Thea, you need to breathe. Mommy's right here. Just breathe for me. And Kim's, Kim's encouraging me. And she's like, Brian, that's great. That's wonderful. Talk to her. She's responding to you. And it's all this whole time, another midwife, the one who had done multiple twin births, she's keeping track of Thea's heartbeat. And she's telling us her heartbeat's strong. You know, mm-hmm. and Thea's still connected to the placenta. So there was right. there was still a lot of hope in that situation. We, You know, even though part of me was just very terrified and fearing the worst, um, I also was visualizing that she would take a br- big breath, and I was visualizing that she would just, 
you know, come to, so to speak. Yeah. And, you know, it was one of those things. It was a very terrifying moment. But these midwives, they just worked together calmly and professionally. And Donna, at one point, she just looked at Kim and said, okay, let me have her. And they cut the cord. It, the, at this point, the cord was limp. And, you know, Donna took Thea in her arms, in her hands, and she did this little rub across Thea's back. And, you know, next thing you know, I'm hearing this intake of breath. And and then all of a sudden, Thea is just screaming. I mean, she is screaming and crying, and I've never been so happy in my life to hear her cry. Yeah. <laughs> but it was the whole room erupted. It was like we were all just sitting there holding our breath, staring at each other, afraid to say anything, afraid to move. And, I mean, as soon as she took that breath, you know, the 911 call was ended as a false alarm. I looked at my mom, and my mom's sobbing, and I'm sobbing. I mean, I've got the ugly tears happening. <laughs> it was just one of those things. It was it was really scary, but, you know, I trusted my midwives. I trusted that they were going to do what they were trained to do, and they were. They were trained for a situation like this, and they handled it amazingly. And, you know, Bia is a healthy, happy little girl to this day. So That's it was awesome. a very intense birth on both counts. You know, they, they yeah. both like to give us a little bit of run for our money. But <laughs> In their own ways. In their own ways. Yeah, we the, the family joke became, well, Henry came in the truck, so Sia obviously had to try to outdo him. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I love that you are have, been, have put so much emphasis on, like, your trust in the midwives because – I mean, that was the thing that was like holding you together kind of when when things could have gone really badly but these midwives are just so incredible at what they do um and it's so important just overall even if you have a midwife or an, or an ob of their level of trust in them because if you don't have that level of trust you start to panic in that moment and it can get a lot worse a lot more a lot quickly but you just you had such a great team Yes, I I did, and I I truly loved my birth team that I, that I had surrounding me, and you know um, I think trust is I think if you can't trust your care provider, whether it's an OB or a midwife, then you should really advocate for yourself and your baby until you find someone that you can have that level of trust in. I mean, because really when it boils down to it, you are placing your life and your baby's life in these people's hands, and. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, from the moment I met Kim, we just had this rapport, and she handled my first pregnancy so well, and then she treated me with such love and respect throughout my, you know, my second pregnancy, and I did. We had just, at this point, we had built this this relationship, this, this layer of trust and love and respect, and, you know, I was willing to... I, I knew that she had my best interest and my baby's best interest in, in her in her heart, and that made it so easy for me to look to her when things were kind of not going quite according to plan and, and just believe her and believe that she would do everything she could to give me the happy ending that we all wanted. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. And so both babies are here and they're screaming and everybody's so happy, and you have a real, a pretty unique placenta as well I know that this is just like a very like a detail that not not everybody talks about in a birth story but your placenta is one of the most beautiful things I've seen I've posted it on the Dallas birth guide Instagram before because it is just gorgeous so tell the listeners what your placenta looked like yes and honestly it was it was you're so right it was beautiful (laughs) and it was so unique and um the so Henry and Thea because they're fraternal twins they each had their own placenta 
Um, so what had happened is while they're in the womb, their placentas actually fused together and formed the shape of a heart. And that was one thing that made it so unique is it wasn't just one placenta. It was two placentas that over the course of the nine months they were inside me, those two placentas started growing together, which poses no risk to the, their development or their, their, you know, the level of nutrients they were receiving. Um, but it was, it was just so, so beautiful to see that, that, you know, just like they grew side by side in the womb, their placentas grew too and, and enveloped each other. And it was, it was absolutely beautiful to see that. We were all marveling about that after I had delivered it. We were like, oh, it's in the shape of a heart. Did you see that? It's in the shape of a heart. <laughs> And it's seriously, like, when I first saw that picture on Instagram, I was like, oh, wow, this is hands down my favorite placenta picture out there because it's just, it's gorgeous. It really is. Oh, well, thank you so much. Yeah, (laughs) Allie Renee Photography, she's the one who took that photo, and I'm so grateful to have it because, you know, not many women, you know, I I know some women don't really care about the placenta, maybe don't even know much about it, but as as an organ that my body grew specifically for my babies, I was just, I couldn't help it, man. I was I was proud of that thing. <laughs> yeah, you should be. <laughs> but it was it was really great, and it was it was really cool to see, just because as women, our bodies are so incredibly fascinating. And whether it's one baby or two, one placenta or two, it's it's just really incredible to see what our bodies are capable of. And when we put oh, yeah. the right amount of trust in ourselves in the process, it, it's just incredible at what you're left with. Oh, yeah, I totally, totally agree. And on that note, I actually want to read a portion of your birth story that you wrote out because it just, I feel like it encapsulates what that, like, powerful woman can feel like. So if you don't mind, I'm gonna, I can, I'm going to read the section because it just, it makes me so happy. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Go ahead. Thank you. So this was right after Henry was born outside in the truck, um, and you guys, and you guys were walking into the birth center. And so, you you caught sight of yourself. Um, I'm going to read it as it's you. I caught sight of myself in the reflection of a window. My dress was still bunched around my waist. My pink panties that were now red with blood had hastily been slipped back on. There was blood and afterbirth running down my legs. I was carrying a pink vernix-covered fresh-as-could-be crying baby and grinning ear to ear. I'll never forget how crazy, beautiful, fierce I felt in that moment. And, like, I read that, and I was like, oh, my God, yes. Because, like, it's almost like labor and birth is like this battlefield that you come out and you've got, like, your tiger stripes and you're from your stretch marks and you're, you have blood and there's afterbirths and, like, you're – it's – depending on how long the labor was, if you were in water or not, like, you're flushed and you have this oxytocin running through your knee, but you feel like this badass mom. It's amazing. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I think – and and when I wrote that, of course, I, I was still very everything was still very fresh in my mind. And I I remember as I wrote that, I was still feeling that power in my veins mm-hmm. of just what it took to get these babies here, and just how badass I felt. Like I, you know, if I did that, I can do anything. Yeah. And it was just such an empowering feeling. And I loved being able to walk away from all three of our births feeling so incredibly empowered. And just like I, you know, like I am woman, hear me roar, like you know that whole thing. I just felt yeah. like I did. I just felt so and and crazy, beautiful fears. It, it felt weird when I wrote that because I know it doesn't. I don't know. Part of me was like, that's not really the best 
you know, phrasing of a sentence, but it was just, it just so accurately captured how I felt in that moment. Yeah. Oh man. It's, it really is beautiful. And I love that you were able to walk away from all three bursts feeling like that. And how do you think that has trans like transcended into your motherhood mothering experience? Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I'm so glad that I caught on to this natural birth and the just, I don't know. I'm glad that I went that route without ever having to go the traditional route per se. Um, because I do, I think as I transitioned into motherhood, I took this feeling of, um, I can do anything into motherhood with me, you know, mm-hmm. and, and before I'd really, um, when I first got pregnant with my first, I was terrified of the birth process, birth process, but mainly because I knew nothing about it. And over mm-hmm. the course of my first pregnancy, I overcame that fear by educating myself, figuring out my options, knowing my options and knowing what I wanted. And I think that, you know, having a midwife that listened to me, that, that helped me deal with the pregnancy, and you know, emotionally, mentally, and physically, I think I just had so much more support than I would have had otherwise. And I, I do. I think that all just really combined to make my transition, transition into motherhood as great, as smooth, and as easy as it could be. And I, I do. I feel as a mother, I feel confident. I feel strong. I feel like I'm capable of making good choices for myself and my children. And, you know, I just, I do. I, I just feel like I have a confidence about me that I'm not sure would have been there otherwise had I not had this amazing experience in bringing them into this world. Oh, man, that is, that's all we ever want for moms is just like to to go have that in motherhood just to start off the journey like that so that it just keeps going through into motherhood and really ultimately into your like personal life not just as a mom but as like a woman and as a person um exactly I I love that so much um so as we kind of wrap up here what was one piece of advice that you might give a first-time mom who who was like you in your first pregnancy where you were afraid of the birth um the birth experience because you just didn't know what was going to happen. What is one piece of advice that you would give to them? Oh man, definitely do your research. Just, you know, so many women think that you, you go to a traditional OB because that's what you do. That's what everyone does. And it, there are options. And I wasn't aware until I started doing my research, but you have options as a new mom, as you know, as a first-time mom. There are so many different ways that you can go about welcoming your baby into this world. And the important thing is to find one that works for you and to find one that fits who you are and what you want. You know, not natural birth isn't for everyone. You know, pain-free birth isn't for everyone. Or not pain-free, but medication-free birth isn't for everyone. But it's important to do what's best for you. And to find a provider you can trust, to know your options, to know what you, you know, to what to what you can and can't do, I guess. It's just, it's all about research, you know, just educating yourself on what birth looks like and what it can be like. And you don't have to be afraid of that process because it's a beautiful, powerful process if you let it be. Oh, wow. Thank you so much, Brianne, for sharing that because that is Absolutely key. I totally agree with you a thousand percent on that. Um, and I know that moms everywhere will, will really love to hear that as well. So thank you again for sharing your story with us. Have a good rest of your day. Great. Well, thank you so much for having me. 
Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you guys have a birth story you'd like to share, feel free to reach out to us at dallasbirthguide.com. You can email us, Facebook us, find us on Instagram, because we would love to share your story. Have a great week.